All right, and we have made it. Never thought we would, but we have made it to the finale episode of Matt James's season. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Nick Borden. I'm Megan D. And I'm Josh Robinson. And this is The Breakdown, presented by Goat Entertainment. What a journey. What a journey. That's all I can say. We finally made, made it. it. Matt James, ending of his season. After what, like, uh, what's been hyped up for a long time? Because remember, they announced him early. Oh, yeah. Like, in June that he was going to be The Bachelor. June or July. So, it's, you know, it's finally March. It's been a long time coming. And, yeah, guys, I just want to go ahead and get right into it. Let's do it. All right, bet. So, we start out, and we have the mother and the brother. His mom and his brother, John. His brother, John, just looked like the alter ego of Matt James. Can I also mention, so I was getting major. What was Ian's brother's name? Ivan's brother's name? Ivan's brother's name. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever they need to have, because they had the same energy. That same vibes. They had that Straight same, up vibes, same vibes. Where you're like, all right, the the first brother is more, I guess you could say, refined a little bit more. You know, he had, I, I don't know how to say it, but th- they have like dreads. And I'm pretty sure, uh, what, what's the guy's, what's, what was the brother's name again? This brother. John. 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 I'm pretty sure you pointed this out, Nick. John had a grill on. John had a grill on. Um, John's also a rapper, apparently, an aspiring electric. rapper. It's great. I heard uh, they played one of his songs on uh, Twitter last night. It was great. Nice. But I feel like you have to have you have to have a brother like this, or just repurpose these guys. Just bring these guys at both of them as consultants for whoever the bachelor or the bachelorette is, and uh, just have these guys show up and be like, "All right." Now let's get down to brass. Oh, because John didn't pull any punches whatsoever. None. He was ready and prepared. Ivan's brother didn't either. They yeah. were, they they had the same energy. They were on the same page. They were not playing games with their siblings. Yeah. So we, I think we need more of that. Absolutely. Is all I'm saying. All right. Absolutely. I agree. They should make a spinoff show with just siblings of, of the contestant. Oh, that would be great. That would be not really contestants, but the Bachelor and Bachelorette. I think that would be. Instead of, I don't know what they would do. Instead but, of Paradise with like the normal ones, you just bring their siblings. It's just yeah, like it's yeah. another iteration of Paradise. That'd be great. No, it's not even dating. It's just you pick one of the siblings and you just follow them around. Yeah. You pick like, you know, you, you, you just follow them around. And that's the that's like what goes in between the Bachelor, the Bachelorette or, you know, Paradise or whatever. That's just the, the space filler. You pick the most electric sibling in, in recent history. Yeah. And you just follow them around for like a week. And that's great. S- see what their life is like. Everyone would watch that. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, it's the same universe, but it's also, you're taking a break, you're taking a breather in from all of like, all right, the drama and the connections. You're just like, we all love this character. Let's go into it. Yeah. So, we, we should sell that to uh, ABC. And, no, uh, we'll just keep it for ourselves. <laughs> all right. Hey, Spin-off. watch out. Go to entertainment. Behind the Bachelor. Behind the Bachelor. That'll be great. But anyways, so we have Michelle is up first. Um, and so Michelle comes in and she has the flowers and has like a gift for John. And I've always wondered this because the final two, they always bring a gift for the parents. And then the lead also brings a gift during the hometown dates for all the families too. Where do they get these gifts from? Like they've been stuck in Nematolin for a month and a half, two months. Where did she get like a bottle of wine to give to John? Where did she get these flowers to give to his mother? Obviously the producers got it, but especially in a pandemic, it's so unrealistic. When they're stuck there, Walgreens. Walgreens. Is there, is there a Walgreens in Nematolin? Surely. I'm sure there is. Surely. What? There's the, gotta be. I guarantee you, the view that we get of Nematolin 
is like the refined view of all the foliage and the building and the water and the fields and everything. And if you took a, a trip five minutes down the road, uh, you would have like a CVS, a McDonald's, and a Taco Bell. I guarantee you, at least those yeah. three things will be. Just added. like Disney World. Exactly. Just like Disney World. Exactly. They got a they got a Walgreens. Shout out to the Orlando Walgreens that I had to go to. <laughs> they gotta have one in Nima Colon. Everybody's gotta have a Walgreens. It's a it's a convenient store. Yeah. How convenient is it <laughs> if you can't get to it? That's that's all. It's I'm pretty saying. inconvenient if you. It can. would be pretty inconvenient. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, or what if? Sorry, but t- sorry to drag this on. You but what are if Nima, rabbit trailing to the max? Today. What if Nima Colon has like a, an electric gift shop, and that's just where they do it all their shopping? I don't know. They might. We'll continue. Back to the Bachelor. I guess. Okay. Um. So <laughs> Michelle comes in, and they have the, the opening conversation with the whole family, and she calls Matt a world changer, which that's that's a pretty good thing to say about someone to their yeah. to their parent. Like, hey, your son's a world changer. That's a pretty good line. Um, so anyway, so John pulls Michelle first, and John has all the questions out ready for it. He asks the questions like, what kind of qualities do you see in my brother? How long was your last relationship? Like, that's crazy. Like, he's pulling no punches. And so her answers were pretty good answers, too, as far as what qualities she saw him at. You know, she says he's trustworthy, and he's a man of his word. And so she respects that. And apparently her last relationship ended in... this past january well january of 2020 so she's kind of somewhat fresh out but she said it was a toxic situation she should have got out of it a long time ago and that's what we all say you know and you know she really realized that too meeting matt and how great of a guy that he is so had a great conversation with john um and then talked to the mother and she said that uh you know she just had a peace you know when matt introduced her to the family which has to be a pretty good feeling to hear oh yeah like that's something it's not something you don't want to hear so I don't think you hear, you know, when I met them, I just had like a kind of a disturbance in my, you know, in my spirit or whatever. You don't really ever hear that. No. But you hardly, hardly, hardly I'm sure ever hear. sure one of our parents would say that, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, I feel you hardly ever hear like, you know, I was just at peace. Yeah. So. And so then she also said, you know, she was grateful to hear that, you know, Michelle has had such, you know, a great, has such a great family life. And she, she started crying because, you know, she felt that she couldn't offer that to Matt, a strong family. And so just to see that she grew up with that, you know, was very inspiring to her. Um, all in all, you know, her his mom just loved Michelle. And she loved the loved the family. So it looked like it was a great interaction. I don't know, Megan, what did you see? I mean, I totally agree. I think that I, that really, I'm sure, hit home with his mom, the fact that she knew that she could kind of give him – more than what exactly what he wanted which was more than what he had um to look up to growing up um but y'all know i thought that michelle was on paper the best choice i mean in all the best choice i really love michelle but i could tell that he wasn't um he wasn't all in yet but on paper especially it looked great with michelle family wise they all mesh together well i think that even her family and his mom and brother would have all been able to, well, and dad, but I know they were separate interactions, but all be able to, to be close and oh, they would have vibed. Uh, met, met well together. Yeah. So I think that I was thinking the same thing. Everything was looking great to me um, as far as relationship wise and family wise, because that, that's really important to love 
to love who you're sometimes it's just not there and it's okay but it's really important and special if you do have that kind of bond with your potential in-laws to be you know absolutely josh if you had to rate this uh, meeting with the family on a scale of one to ten what would you rate it it was it was a really good meeting i it, it was an 8.3. 8.3? Okay. It checked all the boxes. There was, you know, it, it could have been better, but, like, it would have had to been just out of this, un- unrealistic, okay. better. Good. So, 8.3. We're going on the figure skating scale. There's nothing such thing. There's no such thing as a 10. So, 8.3 is is very strong. Very nice. Very strong. Okay. So, now it's, it's time to meet Rachel. And this is the moment where I realized that John was wearing the grill. I was like, hey. Just he started smiling a little bit. Yep. Just to, so you could see the little pizza of the grill. I was like, hey. What a guy. What a- and honestly, at this point in time, I'm like sitting there. My feet are kicked up. I'm like, I'm watching it, but I'm like on Twitter or whatever at this point in time. And I get a text from Nick and he goes, hey, is uh, is, is Matt's brother wearing a grill? And I, I immediately <laughs> put down my phone and I look. And like three seconds later, he does like a little grin. And I'm like, absolutely. Absolutely. Electric. Electric. Hey, electric move. I, I'm a big fan of the move. John, anytime you want to join the pod, you are more than welcome. John James. Yeah. We'd love to have John James on this podcast. John James. What a freaking name, too. <laughs> All right, so Rachel comes in, meets the family, everything starts going well, and John once again asks to steal her, and he asks the exact same questions to Rachel that he did to Michelle, not pulling any punches, you know? Like, hey, you mm-hmm. know, how many serious relationships have you been in? Um, what qualities do you see in my brother? And so her answers, you know, she starts out answering how many serious relationships she's been in. Apparently, she was in one serious relationship in high school and then one serious in college, but has never truly been in love and feels that Matt is the other half of her, which is a pretty strong thing to say. Um, and then what quality she saw in Matt, you know, she feels safe around him. She's comfortable. He's goofy. He's understanding. And she can't breathe when she sees him. Like, she takes his breath. he takes her breath away, which is a very strong thing to say. Very strong. Mm-hmm. Take my breath away. Great song. Great song. Underrated. All right, so then um, Matt and his mom start talking, and you know his mom's automatically like, you know, she's cute, and uh, she she sees that she can be herself with Matt, which is a really strong thing to say. Um, and so then once uh, Rachel and Matt's mom start talking, um, she just asks if she's ready, and she just starts out by saying that she's just been in awe of all of Matt's decisions that he's made, um, and how that he makes her feel very special, and. Um, her faith is big for her, and so, you know, when the first thing he did to open up the season was pray over everyone, that's how she just knew, like, uh-oh, this is going to be something special. Um, and so she felt, you know, this whole pandemic pandemic was a way, um, was God's way of getting them together, and she truly loves Matt, which is a strong thing to say. Bringing in the pandemic as God's way of bringing these people together, I think is pretty insensitive. And Jeez. we'll get, I'm sure we'll get to this later, but as a young lady who was already caught up in a lot of controversy, she's lucky that one was let just no, slide by. Us church kids didn't let that one slide nope, by, right, Josh? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. What'd you, whenever you saw all these interactions, what were you thinking, Megan? I, I thought about the same thing. I was like, man, she's just piling up the, the heavy hitters. Um, I don't know. I liked how she interacted with the family too. It didn't seem as, um. I don't know, as well flowing, I guess, is the, the words I'm looking for, as with Michelle, but it was still good. Like, it was still a good, happy, upbeat, like, meeting with the family. Um, rating-wise, I give hers a seven. 
That's a rookie Versus score. We need something, we need something better, it's imagine. A, it's, it's a, a rookie round, score. It's a round I give number. seven. That's a rookie score. Oh, it's a round number. Okay, 7.25. I know. Ooh. I got to do 7.1. Okay. Okay. That's 7. better. 1. It just was, yeah, it wasn't as – you don't see them all together and think, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, that would work so well. You just see them and like, yeah, they like each other. Seven point seven 7.1 is a strong score. So, is it? But we'll, hey, it hey, don't worry. We no, got Josh. Josh has something in his head. It's not that strong of a It's a. It's a good. It's decent. It's decent. Average. Anyways, moving. Move, no, moving forward. You got to rate it, big dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I would give that meeting strictly off of. Now I had my, I had what I I thought was going to happen, and then in my brain I had you know what was I actually perceiving in the moment. And honestly, what I saw there it was like a six point four. Like it was, it was okay. Yikes! Like yeah, yikes. Okay, yikes. just an O and a K, not O K A Y. Yeah, yeah. O dot K. Yeah, it, it was. Gotcha. It was okay. I didn't like. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't think it was that bad. I actually, I actually thought her meeting with the mom went better than Michelle's. Really? I because like you see how. Matt's mom is looking at her and uh-huh. just how much she's just emotional and crying. Yeah. Like, I felt like, because, you know, his, his mom was emotional for both, but she got more emotional over Rachel, just talking, having that in-depth conversation. Right. Um, You know, bringing God into, I think, you know, helped win some favors over with the mom. And these were a day apart, correct? Yes. So it could not be any sort of, okay. Right. Just making sure. And so I, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm letting y'all rate it, but I would, it's stronger than, you know. Josh's score. I will say that. Hey, in my opinion, to, to in each my their opinion, own. To each, to their, each own. Is their own. Yeah. And so, anyways, so they um, you know, they leave and they come back and they're talking to Matt's talking to the family, and his mom loved them both. Um, and so you know, Matt said he says he's definitely going to be in prayer over the next few days, and uh, you know, his mom asked if he could see him getting there with one of these girls at the end, and his brother then asked, you know, are there any concerns you have? And so Matt responds with yes, you know. Woo. You know, love changed for him after being there that, you know, he had this idea of love. And then once he came there, it completely changed. Um, so then his mom just like right after that says, hey, is, so is engagement going to happen after this? And then his mom comes in strong with this hot sex saying people fall in and out of love. And love is not the end all be all. What did y'all think when his mom said this? Because the Bachelor producers were probably freaking out at that moment. Megan? I don't know. I didn't know what to think. It made me nervous because I knew he was already sort of in that spiraling moment after talking to his dad. So I knew that that was just going to be like the tip of the iceberg kind of thing. Right. Just the way that the way that he reacted as soon as he said it. So. Yeah, I. In my in obviously, I am slightly removed from the Bachelor universe. I, I have not. I am now two seasons deep. Uh, and two two and some change. I watch some other seasons. Two Congratulations, and some by the way. I, I appreciate it. Um, so in my opinion, I think that they should hire her again. They should just hire Matt's whole family to like come in and like you know <laughs> like just before any engagements, they should just chop it up with whoever and be like, all right. So you know they're just on like some couch with like cardigans on and like lattes and they're like, all right. So where are we at? Yep. All right. Well, you probably should should know these things. Blah 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 blah. 
So, but on the flip side of that, Nick uh, has informed me how, you know, producers think. And as a producer, you know, myself, no flex or anything, I totally understand why her saying, you know, people fall in and out of love would be a gigantic oof when the end of the, the goal, your job as a producer for this show is to A, cause as much drama or, or capture as much drama as possible and B, see that the lead gets engaged at the end. And when you hear that, you're like, oh, that's not great for the it's second. Not great at that's all. not great for my second goal. No. So I don't know. It's um, I'm sure the producers were, were throwing a fit being like, she's never allowed on here again. No. Um, but I thought it was great. Yeah. And so well, anyways, that plays into a theme now of him just like starting to get all in his head after talking to his whole family, you know, his dad the week of the previous week yeah. and then his mom and brother. And so he, he's still just getting confused. So he asked Chris Harrison for advice and he just basically starts venting to him saying, you know, his dad falling out of love with his mom stares him for what decision he could make because he's scared that he won't make the right decision and he could end up doing the same thing that his father. And I think that ends up being his biggest fear. This whole thing is he's afraid he's going to make the decision of his father, even though his father's decision has nothing to do with him. Absolutely. I think because he brought it up so much yeah. moving like after that moment, moving forward, yeah. that he just did not want to recreate what his father did to him. Exactly. And I, I totally I can't say I understand it because, uh, you know, I've, I'm not in his shoes. I, I didn't go through what he went through, yeah. but I, I can respect him wanting to make sure that he does not repeat any sort of right um, wrongs that he feels his father has has done to him. But on the flip side of that. Like Matt seems like a great guy. Matt's a completely different, and he is. I, I, I don't think he ever right. would. So on on one hand, I kind of think he's just trying to be more cautious than less cautious. On the other hand, I think he is leaning on. Well, I don't want to be like my dad a little bit too much. Yeah, given him, you I know, think his personality, he, yeah, and his background. He started overthinking with that because it's almost. This might be a very extreme analogy, but say like you're someone in your family was like a murderer, right? They killed someone. And then you're like, man, you know, I don't want to, like, get mad at anyone or ever because I'm scared I'm going to murder someone. Right. Like, it's almost the same because it's like you're sitting there living with that fear. Like, you're like, ah, it's, it's don't murder anyone. Just don't murder anyone. Don't murder. It's like you're setting the bar a little bit low. Very low. Exactly. So with Matt, you know, Grant, like, it's a very extreme analogy. But, like, when you think of Matt, like, Matt seems like – I don't want to say the opposite of his dad because I'm sure his dad has some good qualities that Matt definitely inherited. But with Matt feeling that pain, you know, I can't. We can't say that Matt's dad felt that same way because if he did, he probably wouldn't have made that same decision that he did with his mom. Right. And so I think with Matt going through what he did, you know, growing up, you know, his father in and out of his life, I think he know like he's not going to make that same mistake. But he's so in his head that like he he's starting to get you know a little fearful that you know he starts saying, "What if I do?" Well, what if I do that? And so I think that's where we start feeling that playing into the rest of the episode. Right. Dang. It's heavy, man. That was a lot. That was heavy. Very heavy. Maddie, do you have anything else you want to add before we get into the last two dates? I do. I was just going to say the more, the more like fear Matt expressed and like just the looks on his face, these last, really this episode, but a little bit the last episode. He needed to go to therapy um, for like three years before this yeah, bachelor. Absolutely. Uh, uh, 
franchise scooped him up because yeah. I feel for him. I do. I get it. Uh, not like the same way as him, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, I myself can say that I can make people think that I'm all put together and like very ready for lots of things, even when I'm not and make myself believe it too. And then when it got down to it, he was not. And then it, that freaks him out as well, I think. So he needs to contact better help for an online <laughs> therapy session. Like because I, my friend Matt James is not okay and he was not no, okay like, the entire episode. Matt James is not and okay, I, people. Prayers up I'm for Matt gonna for real, for real. send him emails to get him set up with better help uh therapy. Like their social thing. It it is at I mean, I, I I think that I think that every single person that goes on that that is that really that goes on the bachelor especially the leads should go through like six months of very serious like therapy yeah. beforehand well, and because everyone needs it anyways everyone so. yeah everyone <laughs> needs it anyways and then especially when you're dealing with stuff like matt's dealing with and mm -hmm. freaking like I, I can't remember if we said it uh last time but what were the producers doing bringing in his father to just i mean that last minute with his like, mind. that was a bad that idea that completely threw a gigantic wrench into his entire thought process yep. like you have this man yeah. that you're not really even like connected with and they're like oh hey we're going to bring him in the week that you're supposed to get engaged so while you're yeah. thinking about that you're also thinking about who you're going to send home and who you're going to put out the ring for but yeah. we'll talk about that later that was bad so, anyway, so we move on to the final date with Michelle. And, obviously, I know we're all big fans of Michelle. Um, Megan, probably the biggest. Megan, do you want to kind of take this segment over real quick? Just give uh, it, I guess I so. Give us a lowdown because, so. obviously, that final date was terrible. Like, the, the day portion, dumbest thing. Like, let's they did not Let's rappel anything. off the side of the building to Matt James's heart. Dumb idea. You know Matt probably thought it was a dumb idea, too, when they pitched the idea to him, but they went for it anyways. Um, so honestly, we can skip that part because that, that that's all that happened. Dumb idea. They yeah, it was a really quick. It was super <laughs> really quick. quick. Dumb idea. They just didn't think about the fact that like a week or two prior, they had the other only person there faceplant as hard as physically possible without dying, yeah. just straight into the earth. Yeah. And they're like, you know what we should do? We should do something extreme again. We should we should have a repel. Like, just take her fishing, man. I know it's winter. I know they're not biting in the middle of the day when you're filming. Just just take her fishing. Have someone like go buy a catfish, hook it on the, make it a great moment or whatever. Because I don't know. Oh, let's, yeah. let's be honest, it's gonna be exactly. a rough moment. But uh, nah, let's have a repel off of Nima Colin. Stupid. 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 Big oof. Big oof. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Take just imagine just take us through what happens. This night portion, because it, 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 there's a lot going on. So they take it to the night portion. Um, they keep panning to Matt, just talking about how he's so unsure, so uncertain, doesn't know what to do the entire time. Um, Michelle sits down, and they both are just looking at each other like happily, um, especially Michelle. And she just she tells Matt, you know, how much she loves him and how much she's falling for him. Um, gives him a gift of some jerseys um he's like what's this what's this and the back of the jerseys are mrs james and she's like it's a little early 
Mrs. James and Mr. James. Um, and he basically is like, yes, this was too early. He takes the jerseys. <laughs> he sits them to the side, like, immediately. Like, they take a look out of those for, like, 13 seconds. And he's like, let me just put these to His the side. His whole mood changed. Oh, immediately. Megan, you're, you um, are, you're an office fan, right? Yeah. That gave me serious vibes of that episode when uh, Michael was, it was his birthday, and uh, Kevin was like waiting on, uh, you know, hospital cancer results, and Dwight gave him a jersey that said Dwight's number one, or from Dwight. That's, it gave me huge vibes from that. Nick has no idea what yeah. we're talking about. But no yeah. Idea. Oh, no. Uh, it was terribly awkward. Uh, sits him to the side, and he's like, hey, Michelle, you know, I can't, um, I'd rather be honest with you than to, um, than to carry on like this. So I just, I feel like I can't get there with you, quote unquote. And Michelle just instantly is like, instantly is just like ill. Like she, her, her facial expressions were like, how dare you get me this far and tell me that you're just not sure. Which I get, I would probably have the same same exact reaction. I mean, Poor Michelle has introduced this man to her kids in class. I know. And everything. I mean, imagine like her going back to like teaching these kids and like, well, where's Mr. James? Where's Mr. James? What happened to Mr. Exactly. James? Don't Brutal. ever bring up his name ever again. Brutal James. You get you get one mark for every time you bring up James. Continuing. Get out your math um, books. Gosh. Yes. So that's all I could think of, but he she was basically like, um, so what are what are you trying to say to me? Because it was kind of unclear about whether or not she was still going to move on and wait to see if he decided to propose or if he was just done. And he was like, yeah, I don't I don't see myself getting there with you. I think the one so, thing she, the one thing ahead. we can not the one thing that we can learn from Matt James, especially we've been seeing it all season, especially this last episode. Plus the uh, after the final rose, the man hates like conflict. That's something you and Matt are very similar in. Oh, I felt for Matt so hard because he's like, because exactly, he's like, he told her that like, basically he told her, you know, it's done, you're done. Well, I'm breaking up Mm -hmm. with you, but he didn't say the words because it would be so awkward to say, "Can I walk you out?" Or I, I'm sorry, or or whatever. So uh, it, it is. He said, "I don't think I can get there with you." I don't think I can get there with you, which sorry. is a, just the most obscure way to say I am 100% breaking up with and you. And then he kind of just left her there. That was the worst part. He just kind of left her he there. He got up. Yeah, it, like he. She's the one who got up. He never even got up. <laughs> I was like, Matt. I forgot about that. Stand up. <laughs> Get out of the situation. You just told her you don't want her to be your wife. Get up. I Stand can, up. I can. I will speak on behalf of Matt James in this moment as a man that absolutely hates, hates, hates more than anything conflict and anyone hating you in the moment. Oh. He was doing the best he could to say conscience. Like he was, he was about three. If he would have stood up, Megan, he would have fainted. They, it would have been even more of an ordeal. Imagine six foot five, Matt James is passing out in her room. Six foot five, Matt James passes out after telling a woman who thinks she's about to get engaged, "Hey, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with you." Yeah. Yep. 
So I'm, hey, I'm, like I'm getting hot thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. Matt, hey, Matt, you're good. You're good, bro. I mean, you probably should have stood oh. up, honestly. Like, that would have been the right Bless thing. Up. But I'm Poor glad you didn't Matt. pass out. That's tough, man. Uh, and then we did, like, that infamous scene of Matt walking out and just the hotel just crying, sitting on the curb. And then Chris Harrison walks up, kind of daps him up and sits down with them. Isn't that, like, one of the first parts of, like, the commercial, even before Tasha's season? Like they like they were dropping or not, they weren't dropping commercials about that but they it was like, like in the, the middle preview, like the, like the, the previews. First previews yeah was that scene that we've been waiting for all season was that scene and it's like when is this gonna happen is it gonna be week two three four oh no 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 yeah. it's the last episode the only thing I can compare that to is whenever we were waiting for Colton to jump the fence exactly oh, yes. only exactly. comparable <laughs> thing what a what a he jumped the fence what a scene he the fence. what a scene. Cliffhanger. Oh Harrison gosh. running. Colton. Oh my God. Yes. See what happens next. Legendary. Well, Imagine if he actually would have escaped. That would have been wild. He did escape. Well, like for. Are you minutes. talking about Matt? I'm talking about Colton. Colton. Like, but like actually, like days they couldn't find him. That oh, days. Been, that would have been electric. Been. Day, like it, it just it's the next day and it just shows light Imagine over. If he, if he was, over, if he was uh, more average pool. looking, bro. That he would have been gone. <laughs> that would have been that would have been electric. It's just day one of Colton missing, and all the girls. He just, just starts roughing it in Argentina or wherever he was. First of all, they would know exactly where he, they should have done it. I think it was in Portugal. I could be wrong, but they obviously they show him. He is shirtless, wearing like new jeans. That's what would have happened, and they would have shown the girls like shoulder width apart, walking down the street, being like, "Colton, Colton, where are you?" <laughs> Sweetie, where are you, baby? Like a dog. Like you're not gonna find the guy, but mm. that that would have been that would have been electric. Yeah. If only, if only. That's tough, but yeah, that's funny. Well, anyway, so apparently he says it's been a long time since he's cried, and that's where I related to Matt James. I haven't cried in about three years, but um, whenever he said that, he was like, I haven't cried in a long time. I was like, Hey, bro, I, I feel you on that. Um, but he says, you know, um, that. He loved her, but he isn't in love with her when talking about Michelle, which that's a strong thing to say. Like, hey, like, I love her, but like, I ain't in love with her. Oof. Imagine listening to that back. He, so so he was, in, he was in like. He was in like with My, her. That's a, so many that's people so good, on the show say, I'm in love with you. No, 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 you're in like. It's fine to be in like, but you fall in and out of like all the time. Tell, mm-hmm. hey, help the people, Josh. Help I'm the trying, people. man. I'm trying. Mm-mm-mm. Getting a word in between this thing. I'm trying. Crazy. But yeah, so they um, it's it's uh, it's the next morning. And it's Rachel's last date, and she gets a knocking at the door. She's wearing like poor Matt. The fact that he didn't even get to see her in this fit with that black tank and those leather black pants, I was like, hey Matt, you missed out, brother. Big goof. Big goof. You hated to see it. All the way ready. All the way ready. He couldn't oh. even have told her like when she was midway. Mm-mm. So sad. The producers couldn't have been like, hey, don't get like all the way ready. Like just put on a robe and like sit over there. Right. Yeah. Well anyway. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. So anyway, so then it's all uh she, there's a knock to the door and it's old Chris Harrison. And that's something you don't want to see. Talk nope. About, talk about as much as, you know, the controversy going on right now, what tomatoes, tomatoes. But is like you love to see Chris Harrison on the set of The Bachelor, but if you are on The Bachelor, 
you do not want to don't want to see out, that man at outside all. of like first thing in the morning yeah. him being like all right everybody you know i'm just i'm here to drop this off here's everybody what's happening this week here's what's happening this week blaza blaza like outside of that you do not want to see chris harrison you Absolutely especially not. you do not want to knock on our door thinking it's you know tasha's door and chris harrison opens up <laughs> call back <laughs> anyways the greatest i was thinking about that scene the other day, one of the greatest scenes of all time of that show <laughs> Um, anyways, he tells her that Matt said he just needs time, and so there's not going to be a date today, and uh, we'll let you know as soon as possible what's next, which is tough to think. When you're sitting there just quarantining, the only thing you have going on that day is a date. Uh, hey, man, yeah, yeah. we'll just uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. No one else. No one. It's not like it's the middle of the season you can, you know, hang out with the other girls. No. It's you. It's you. <laughs> we'll let you know. But yeah, so then – Crazy move. They bring in Neil Lane after the man already said he's not getting engaged. They still have to, like, because he still has to make an appearance, you know, every season. He dropped that dope. Neil's already quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. He's got to do something. Neil's like, I didn't come here for nothing. Yo, Bro. Neil showed up twice last season, so, yeah. I mean, wild. I guess technically three times. Last season? Taisha. Yeah, twice. Twice. Slayer, once. Taisha. Yeah, but didn't uh what three times? You're right, freaking. Yeah, Brendan. I am right because that was the Brendan date. Brendan date. No, I saw a tweet and it was like no one has ever felt more uncomfortable about to get engaged than Brendan. Oh yeah, so love Brendan. Oh, yeah. Shout out Brendan, and that's what I was thinking too because like Matt looking at these rings, the only equivalent thing to that would have been Brendan. Exactly, that's what it because was. Matt already knew he was like, uh, I mean, yeah, I'll look at him. And so, anyways, but they have the most honest conversation I've ever seen any contestant have with Neil Lane. And you know Neil absolutely loved it. He's like, finally, a level-headed person on this show. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Probably. They exist. I wonder how much would it would have cost to get Neil Lane to host this next season. Ah, oh, that would have been great. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. It's like, hi, I'm Neil Lane. Hi, I'm Neil Lane. Yeah. <laughs> this been is The Bachelor. Amazing. So freaking good that would have been. But anyways, he's like, yeah, well, you know what? I'm here anyways. Let's just let it rain. And so they look at rings, and Matt's like, uh, can I touch it? He's like, yeah, bro, they're not going to break. <laughs> it's a diamond. It's the hardest material on earth. So, You're yeah. good. It was um very just funny. So he was looking at him. He's like, yeah, I like this. And I'll hold on to it just in case, you know. And Neil Lane's like, yeah, just uh, just hold on to it, man. It's fine. But uh, Josh, just overall, like, what what did you think of this? It was um, – had big Brennan vibes, like we said. Uh the fact you, I mean, the, the A, Neil Lane had to be on the show. So that, that that was number one. Neil Lane had to be on the show, so yeah. they had to figure out how to get him on one way or another. And then on top of that, the producers were not going to give Matt any sort of obstacles other than he just legitimately was not ready to be married, to getting engaged. That's they were not going to let him stand and be like, and have a second thought and be like, you know what? I am ready to marry this woman, but I don't have a ring or anything. So we're going to have to do that off camera or whatever. Yeah. But so, like I said, massive Brennan vibes. Um, also, what you said, Neil Lane was super fired up to have a very, very level headed person. He was like, wait, come wait, and talk what? You don't, you're not sure about getting engaged? You're not 100% He's sure? Like, well, praise God. Like, this, this, this isn't the most sure thing you've ever done in your life. Well, that's good. Because I've had a lot of people tell me that. You're not head over heels in love, just ready to get get engaged, make babies, all this stuff. That's great, because you've only known her for, like, three months now, if that. Yeah, like, maybe two. Maybe two months, plus you've, like, weeded out other women. Had, like, two dates. Hashtag just for Abigail. Anyways. Justice for freaking Abigail. Um, Anyway, so it's the next morning, and 
Rachel has no idea what to think at this point, which it made sense because the man just called off your date and you're just sitting there chilling in your hotel room with no TV, no nothing. Like, that's got a stink. Obviously, you got, like, the producers you can talk to, but, dude, that's freaking tough when, like, you're sitting there and you get all the way ready because, you know what, you don't have anything else to do in there other than get ready. So you get all the way ready, and then it's freaking Chris Harrison knocking at your door. Hey man, he he he's just right now. He he's confused. He just needs some time. And you got to think because all you're left to at that point is just the thoughts running through your head. And the thing is, like, yeah, you I guess you can talk to the producers that are there, but they're gonna give you the same amount of information that Chris just gave you on camera. Yeah, like they're not gonna be able to be they're like, not, but they're not gonna they're not gonna tell her like anything. No one's gonna be like, hey, okay, look. It's going to be okay. Trust us. Like, they're not going to give her any sort of, like, leeway to be like, hey, don't completely give up hope. Yeah. It's just going to be, hold tight. We're working this out. Yeah. And that, that's all she gets. That's so. all she got. So, anyway, so it's the next morning, and like I said, you know, she has no idea what to think. She's just sitting there, all to herself, sitting there. We get the scene of her in her robe, just sitting there waiting. Like, <laughs> like what should have happened yesterday, because the day before, after she got all the way ready, and uh, nothing. Anyway, so she's in there, and there's like a knock on the door, and they, they slide a note through her door. It's like, why couldn't they just hand it to her? Anyways, I don't know. There's a lot going on. Anyways, and it's a it's a note from Matt, and um, it's asking uh, her to meet him at the lake. Which is pretty shady. Very, very shady, especially when you know a guy's not all not not doing okay up in the head, you know, at this moment Between in time. Between the ears is not 100%. Yeah. You know, he just had a surprise visit yeah. from his father, who he had really hasn't seen in a, a while or yeah. had any sort of a relationship with. Uh, you know, he may or may not have just, you know, broken up with uh, another woman. So, yeah. hey, meet me by the lake is not the, the thing you want to hear. No, <laughs> not at all. Meet me at the breakfast buffet, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Meet me by so the anyways, lake. Anyways, so it's technically proposal day is what we come to technically realize. Technically speaking. Technically, like they have the setup. They're like, all right, this is the hard cutoff. This is the day. We got to do something today. They built the the whole outdoor uh, living room set up. <laughs> today was the day they I, rented the carriage guy. Yeah. <sighs> and so you know, so Matt you know rolls up in his suit. You know, Chris Harrison asks if he's okay, and you know Matt's nervous and still has uncertainties, and you know he won't know exactly what's going to happen until he sees her. And so Chris Harrison's like, "Hey, bro, you know, go ahead and say a little prayer, and then we'll, we'll get this running." Crazy. Prayers up for Matt, man. And so. Rachel arrives, and obviously she's terrified. And, you know, the day before just changed everything because she hated coming into today like this, but hated more than every, anything that uh, the thought of Matt sitting there and being hurt and hurting. And so she didn't want to see, um, you know, she felt bad that she couldn't be there for him. Obviously. Obviously. Um, so, so yeah, so they get up there, and she tells Matt all these things, and she knows with all her heart that she's in love with him. And so – Matt says, you know, that he came to this journey to find love, and he found everything he was looking for in Rachel. Oof. And he wants to be everything for that that his dad was not. And so, and he tells her the easy thing to do would have been just to propose, but he couldn't live with himself if he put her through what his mom went through. And so he doesn't want to propose, but he doesn't want to lose her. And so he wants to leave with her, leave Nima Colin with her and commit to her. And the truth is, is that he loves her. Hey. And then, you know, boom. You know, fireworks, you know, music, Shout out. happy music in the background. It's great. They're doing smooching. And so it's it's funny. And then he's like, you know what? Hey, he's like, I see you being the mother of my children and my future wife. Bold predictions. Then why don't you want to get engaged, Matt? If you say, like, here's my thing. You can't, like, 
you can't say all those things and then not get engaged. You got to save those for those like private. The, those are the and shout out. It was, I think it was the first time that someone looked at him and said, "I love you," and he didn't say, "Thank you for sharing." Thank that. you. Hey, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. That's great. That was so. That was electric. Kiss with my eyes open. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. But uh, yeah, no, it, he was definitely. I guess he kind of overcompensated for the whole not really sharing too too much. Yeah. To any of the women beforehand, and now he's like, you know, I could see you be the wife, the 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 mother of my children. I could see a future with you, blah blah blah. But we're not gonna get engaged right now. Yeah, so. it's, it's very strange. I think too, you got to think if I'm her, I'm feeling kind of ripped off too, because it's a like a little bit. Because, well, not just the not getting engaged part, but you made like you just skipped like her whole part of the date and just getting to spend extra time with her and reassuring her instead of yeah. like making her wait. You know, I think. There's ways they could have done this, but like yeah. I said, it had to be like, all right, you know, you know, November fifteenth, this is the day. Like this hard cutoff, we're done. You know what I'm saying? Like absolutely. And also, so many couples have broken off engagements. That's that's whatever. You couldn't have rolled the dice with her and given her a Neil Lane diamond. Exactly. That's the thing, Josh. That's the thing. He didn't want to roll the dice. He did not want to. He didn't want to just do it because of his dad. And that's been in his head the whole time. Buck so. up, son. That's that's my that's my therapy so, advice. So we've gone from talk. we've gone from prayers for Matt James to hey, buck up, son. Hey, you talk a lot of ten minutes, man. Don't don't listen to me. Actually, go talk to a legitimate therapist. But uh, if hey, if, we're if, close if you, enough. Hey, if you just want to talk to me, buck up, son. Come on, man. Think 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 with your uh, think with the thing in between your ears, man. Come on. So far, give her, hey, give her the Neil Lane diamond. So far, Josh has offered to speak to anyone that Matt James has broken up with this season. And now Matt James himself is just, hey man, if you, you need someone to talk yo, to, like, if, if I'm Matt, available. Yo, if Matt wants to link up, we can sit down, you know, have a good steak, and and I, you know, I can just kind of talk him through this a little bit, uh, you know. Be the new Tyler C to his life, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, because because we could have given her a Neil Lame ring, and obviously if they break up, they have to give the ring back, correct? Yes. Okay, uh, obviously, but there's no reversal to that, to where if you actually do get engaged. You get the ring, like exactly. Like there's no, there's no reversal of that. And I, hey, I, bro, I just thought of something. What? Of something. <laughs> and this is under your bed to like church days a little bit. Well, it's like, hey, this is a promise ring, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's how they? Hey, what could the producers have said at that point? Matt James, huge promise ring guy. Huge promise ring guy. Matt James, you could have been a, exactly. You he would have blown the producers' minds, bro. He, he could have been like, I want to give you this to you as a placeholder for the actual. But then again, he's tying his hands later in the future, being like, I have to get you something bigger and better than that. Then Neil Lane's this cut but bro that would have been like hey that's that's just a future that's an idea for anyone that wants to like (laughs) hey let me give you this promise promise ring oh my gosh that is hey if you're listening out there and you uh you're a promise ring person hey shout out to you shout out to you hit us up we need to talk we we need to we we need to have a discussion on the pod uh we (laughs) want to bring you on oh Oh, my gosh but hey man the night's not over yet no, it's not. So we have AFR. Exactly. And guess they, what? They jump on the the freaking the the carriage and they ride away, and then we have a whole another hour. Josh learns <laughs> as it's happening. I touched Josh like, hey, bro, don't, don't turn off the TV, man. I was like, yeah, no, but, I know, no, I know, I'm aware. Um, Chris Harrison's not there. Nope. We have nope, Ema- nope, nope, Emmanuel nope, nope. Acho 
to fill in. Um, with his tight suit. Very tight suit. Hey, but it, hey, you, it was a great suit and the turtleneck. I love. I was it. a fan of the look. The fit was phenomenal. Now I could never wear a suit that tight because he is in, in infinitely better shape than I. Phenomenal shape. But congrats to him, by the way, for that. Nonetheless, for being in shape. Still a tight suit. Yeah, I love the turtleneck though. And so, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll get into you know everything that happens. But we have Emmanuel Acho taking over the reins, and the first person he talks to is Michelle. Obviously right heartbroken. And we find out at that moment that he did not, Matt did not give Michelle closure, didn't give her a, a conversation after he dropped all that on her. Now, this is where my ignorance to the entire Bachelor universe comes into play. Is that a normal thing that if you're one of the last, you know, handful of people there, that you can ask for some sort of closure conversation? Because obviously you have way more of a connection with the lead if you're, you know, the third to last gone, the the sec- next to last gone, or whatever. Then if you're, you know, in the you you make it all the way to the second row ceremony or whatever. Yeah. So is that is is this a normal the thing? I, the idea is that closure comes in um, after the final rows. So ah. in that, granted, with Matt not being a traditional bachelor, being that he had never been on the show before, and I guess with Michelle not being on the show either. And Emmanuel not also not being a part of the show is the trifecta of that whole thing. Right. Not understanding. But, yeah, so normally the idea is that closure comes after, from, the, final after the final rose. That moment that they actually sat down. Yes. That, was, that is traditionally where the closure comes from. Several contestants in the past have, like, tried to, like, leave letters and contact the pe- the person that broke them up in the you know, final two. They and get shot down. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> okay. And, and so, anyways, so they – um. So they they start talking, and then Matt comes out and he apologizes for not giving her closure. Matt with his and, beard, and hit Matt with his beard that sucked. That thing was shining. That was, and I, again, Matt. If you need to talk to somebody, I don't take this lightly. But that was a depression beard. That is, you don't have that beard. You don't have that beard in a relationship. If you're in a strong, committed relationship, Matt at the beginning of the season and Matt with his beard on after the final rose were two completely different men. They had two completely different demeanors. So he needs to he needs to get his joy back. He needs to find his joy in the Lord. Matt, like you feel like he'd be like in the mountains of Colorado or oh, like he was. the Smoky Mountains or something, you know, just I feel like after this happened, after the season ended, you know, he got out of the carriage and was like told the carriage drivers like, All right, now now take take Rachel up to the Nima Cole and I'll meet her there and he just like had a panic attack and just ran off into the Pennsylvania woods. Yes. And then, you know, somebody found him and was like, hey, you got to show up to After the Final Rose in like 15 minutes. Yep. I feel like that's what happened. It's like, but, like, as the joke of like, you know, like those like fake boy bands or whatever, like whenever it's like on a TV show or a movie, they're like, all right, we got to get the band back together. And yep. they, they go the, the, the different stops all across the country finding different people. Somebody's and, working in the library. Somebody's working in like a, a record store. Somebody's yeah. making sandwiches. Yeah. Exactly, and then Matt James, just and someone just you know living in the mountains, you know by himself, he has all he's these, just chopping wood, has all these you know different deer heads, you know bucks and bears just like around his cabin that he's built. Like Matt, you gotta go, man. Yeah, like, oh, very okay, funny. okay, okay. So, anyways, um, she ends it by um like just roasting him. She You're like Matt. I hope you learned to kiss with your eyes closed, and I hope you did get a different phrase than. Thank you for, for sharing. sharing. That was, and he loved it too. You know, he it was, was he was dying laughing. But I was like, "Hey, get him! Do you, get him, girl!" Do you think he slides in those DMs? No, and we'll we'll, we'll discuss that later. Okay, okay, okay. But so then we move on to Rachel, and um, we we have learned at this point that Matt and Rachel are no longer together, 
Um, I don't. We we haven't. I don't think we've even mentioned this on the podcast. Obviously, we've if, we've talked about we've it. hinted at it, but we haven't. But, we haven't straight up discussed it. So what happens? Uh, happened was in 2018. Um, she Rachel had participated in a college um fraternity party. Um, going it was like fraternity sorority party Mitch type thing. Mitch thing, you know, never did it. But me either. But anyways, it was a antebellum themed party. On a former on a, plantation. On a former plantation wearing uh, dresses and outfits that resembled the Old South. Not, And I'm not throwing an opinion on it. That's just what happened. I'm not going to say what I think. Good, bad, ugly. Anyways. And that's because we're uncontroversial podcast. Right. And so we're just the facts. That's Those are the facts. Those were the facts. And this came to light. Around like February. After filming was done. Right. And... Like like Nick said, February. So halfway through slash towards the end of the series, towards the end right. of, of this season, of the season airing, uh, not of the season, yeah. yeah, of the season airing, not necessarily not the season being shot. This right. was well, you know, well right. after the season been shot, um, and all of this drops, and it is obviously met with some very 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 harsh opinions on. And thoughts on these images that uh, of Rachel that right. she had up. And th- they were on her Instagram, correct? Um, I, well, were they what happened else? was I think one of them might have been on. But also, you got to think too. This is something that my family we even discussed. Like the Bachelor producers, you know, they just purge and they look through everything they post, which is why it's sketchy that it comes out yeah. like in February. It's almost like, in my opinion and in my family's opinion, it's almost like it was a plant. It's like, hey, you know what? You get some ratings. What you get crazy, because there's no way that some random fan just found this, and the Bachelor producers did not. There's no way, right? No way whatsoever. I I could also see, and the, again, this is very, you know, no opinions or whatever. I could also see someone kind of stir this up, where if they didn't bring it up, other people could have seen it, and no one would have been the wiser. Right. So, but I, I don't know. We again, we obviously these are all only theories. We have no true idea what happened and how mm-hmm. these pictures, quote unquote, came to light, since they weren't necessarily being hidden. And uh, you know, we're, we're talking with Rachel and 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 so yeah. So yeah. then Rachel comes out and Emmanuel talks to her first. And also before that, the reason Emmanuel is hosting this, by the way, we we just brushed past that. Oh yeah. Is Chris Harrison was on. An interview with former bachelor Rachel Lindsay talking about this. Different Rachel. Different Rachel. And he uh, he basically the comments were made that you know he he was trying to offer more grace and wait to let her let us hear her side of the story, and said in 2018 you know we're not looking at it like this, but in 20 like in 2018 you know no one no one really thought it was offensive, but in 2021 right. they do. And he mentioned the terms uh, woke police a lot and people a lot of people took offense to that. I just said we're not we're not making yeah we're not saying any opinions of ours we're just this is what it is and people were outraged by it yeah um and so due to that outrage Chris Harrison has decided to take some personal time some personal leave and he just decided he wouldn't host uh, the finale and we also come to learn he's not going to host this upcoming season of The Bachelorette granted Chris is still a part of the pot, uh, part of the franchise he is like he's an executive an producer, executive producer he, so. he is on he is still a part of the show he's just not at the moment the host he's he's just yeah so anyways so that's where we get Emmanuel and 
comes and you know he just asks you know if she blames it on her upbringing the people around her lack of education or whatever and she just i did like she took there she just sat there and she took it all she she really she did i it. now at certain points in times i was like bro she needs a publicist yeah not necessarily a lawyer up there because i don't think she did anything illegal but she needs a publicist up there to make sure she doesn't get drugged through the dirt yeah and i mean she i, I will say she did get drugged a little bit yeah um i think emmanuel did it in a way he he did it in a way that was not he was not uh ignoring the controversy right but he did not do it in a way to paint her you know yeah in in the, he, the he worst showed, here's what's crazy he showed the grace to her that chris harrison had asked for everyone to do with just without saying you know the whole 2018 versus 21 2021 yeah. thing and also the woke police. Those right. are the only two differences. They literally said pretty much the exact same thing other than those two things. Um, but anyways, so yeah, so I think overall, I think Emmanuel did a pretty good job. Right. You know, and that's... For someone that's n- has nothing to do with the Bachelor universe before right. this, for someone that has no, you know, I'm sure he was, you know, made to sit down to watch the entire season so he knew yeah. what was going on. Uh, but for someone that probably had no serious yeah. kind of connection with what uh, the the whole uh, franchise and everything, I, I think he did yeah. a, a, a fairly reasonable job, especially given you know it wasn't just after the final rose; it right. was after the final rose plus you know. I just like how he chunk of he didn't just sit there and say, "Yeah, you're right, you are racist" or this and that. He didn't say that. He was he said you know he's like some things you know could have been racially insensitive, right? But not, and I think that's and that's the craziest part. Is that with this whole thing? Is that trying to paint everyone, you know, people as racist when it, it's not the case? Right. And so, anyways, so we move to her and Matt, or to Matt coming out, and that dude, that was tough to watch. That was Matt, awesome. Matt literally did not know what to say. He didn't know what to say. He didn't really make eye contact with her. No. He didn't even really look in her direction that much. No, he really didn't. And I don't know if that was out of. I highly doubt that it was out of disgust of her. Yeah, but it may have been. I don't know if it was out of you know him kind of doing what you know so- he felt society you know was calling him to do. I don't know if it was out of just a general uncomfort you know coming from his background and and you know all of this coming to light. I I, I don't know what it was, but there was there was a, a palatable awkwardness right. you know discomfort coming from uh matt james once he walked on the scene with her on and basically like all he ended up saying was and he and the, the things he did say he kind of ended up repeating a lot yeah was that you know rachel has a lot of work to be done and this is work she's had to do on her own like i can't be with her as she does this right which it's tough that is that is very tough because she has in my mind i just i'm not i'm not matt james she's i'm not scenario i'm, I'm a white 22 year old but it, it's tough to be like, you know what, you've got to walk through this alone. I think that's that's tough. When I think there could have been an opportunity to say, hey, I'm I'm going to sit there by your, I'm gonna, I'm going to walk this with you and try to help you, versus being like, all right, yeah, I'll let you do this on your own. And when Emmanuel asked, he's like, is there a chance to, for reconciliation? And he just repeated the same thing, and he's not giving not giving her anything that was a right. tough look he was tough that, look. that was a tough look for matt where it was and you know i can maybe un- i can i guess understand y'all breaking up and and not being together or whatever um but shout out the voice crack 
We're not going to ignore that. A little, bring a little lightheartedness <laughs> to this heavy conversation. Oh, uh, <clears throat> hey, we only got one tonight, though, so that's great. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, it, very, very tough for Matt. Um, but I, I, I do think that there probably could have been a better way for him to go about it. Um, so either one of two things can be, be true. These both cannot be true at the same time. Either he really did love her. And he is getting squeezed out of his relationship with a woman, yeah. you know, because of other people's issues with her. Um, or he really didn't care about her that much, and he had more of a an affection towards her, yeah. rather than a genuine. It was an attractive. It was an attraction, it, yeah, rather than a genuine, you know, love for her. Um, so yeah. I, and we, again, it's one of those things that we'll never know, but I, it was one of those two things. It, it cannot yeah. be both. So, and Josh, I want, I want you to ask this question that, y- that you asked to me and Megan last night, um, in our group text, as we were sitting there watching this and digesting this, um, you asked a question that I, that it really made me think. And it, it is, it is a legit question. If these pictures didn't quote unquote come to light, would Matt had had this much of an issue because as a man, and I'm, I'm sure Matt felt the same way too. You know, he has been seeing this girl. He's been dating this girl for like Nick said, several months. They almost got engaged, but he didn't on his own, you know, kind of personal, you know, uh, inhibitions and everything. The second he gets his phone, he is going to Instagram and he is following her. And then he is scrolling through her pictures. Yeah, because that and, I mean, that's and the, she said too. She said like he asked her, he's like, "Did you ever think about deleting those photos?" And, and she, she said, said, "No, because it just in my mind, it I just didn't ever register. Never registered to me." So, in my opinion, uh, unless you know he got his phone and started scrolling, you know, through all those pictures and whatever, and then came across what is now the the big controversy, unless he came across that and was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, I have made an awful mistake. But apparently he did because he said when he first started hearing these things, he thought they he just thought they were rumors and brushed them off. Right. So, so I, I have a hard time believing that. Now, I, I'm not dismissing his, you know, feelings towards, you know, being shown these pictures or dismissing his opinions on these pictures of, of Rachel, but I have a hard time believing when someone showed him these pictures, it was his first time seeing them. Right. right. So I, I, I don't know what now they may have very well been. Yeah. He may have been like unlike any other guy and just completely, you know, scrolled, you know, the last twelve however many months, uh, and not gone through her entire, you know, catalog of, of, of Instagram or whatnot. I mean he but, he, he clicked on the Visco link. He, he, he yeah, clicked it all. Clicked on the Visco link and everything. <laughs> but I I know me as a man I'm going through all of it just just to get a great idea. It's the f- best way I think to get a great idea of someone's fake life, rather. Yeah. Because Instagram's oh, fake. Thousand percent. But um. But yeah, it, it was just out awkward at the very end too, because Emmanuel was just like, "All right, well, in case this is the last time you're ever seeing each other, would y'all like to have one final embrace?" Nope. And Matt and she was sitting there. She was ready. She was so ready. She was ready, and Matt just like did not move. And even Emmanuel felt awkward. That's why he he's like, like, he's like, Matt, he's like, do you have anything to say? Like anything at all? Was that the and point it, in time where bro, it was like 20 seconds of silence? And yes. then he goes, you know what, Matt? 
I'm not, you know, I, I see that, you know, the, the wheels are spinning in the head. Yeah. But, you know, we got to go to a break or whatever. Yeah. And they came back and it was still silent. Since, since you made an office reference, I'm going to make a friend's reference. All right. It's like, um, so Ross, Geller, and Rachel, they have this, like, this really cute cousin. Right. He's blonde. And um, he's in his mind. And he's just like, he hasn't seen her in a long time. And she grows up and he's just like, oh, my gosh. And they're sitting there and they're watching a movie. Right. Um, and they're, like, cuddling up together. But, and... Ross is like, oh my gosh. She's like, do I make a move? She, she's leaning up against me. Oh, I'm going to go for it. And it's all just his thoughts. Yeah. And so he leans in for the kiss and she's like, what are you doing? And he's just like, and he's just sitting there dead silence. And in his mind, he's like, say something, <laughs> anything, anything would be better than this. Okay. This is the longest time any human has never gone without talking. And he's just like, and those are all his thoughts. And, and he's just thinking, and he's still thinking. And he's like, and finally, but it, he finally he's like, yeah, I haven't done it in a very long time. And it's just funny, right? But like, anyways, and oh. I'm sitting. That's the only like trying to make the whole thing comical. Yeah, like that's the only thing I can relate it to. He's just sitting there, just to his thoughts, and he's thinking like, what do I say? Do I say anything to this girl? I don't know. Help someone. I'm freaking out. Just say something. Just move. And, and it, it really goes back to that, like, you know, just absolutely hating any sort of conflict and absolutely hating any sort of like uncomfortable situation yeah because because i know in that moment you know matt felt the pressure of what was the guy's name again the the other host emmanuel he was feeling the pressure of emmanuel he was feeling the pressure of rachel he was feeling the pressure of america so and feeling, he, the, feeling he, the pressure of one final embrace he was oh, feeling <laughs> he was feeling the pressure of everything so that's still what a line bro Whew. One final embrace. One final embrace. Chris Harrison would never. Not one final word. Not one final, you know, smooch. One final embrace. Ah, that's great. So. But yeah, so very awkward leaving that. Yep. Uh, and then last but not least, we get our bachelorette announcement. Yeah, they go to commercial with like literally three minutes left in the hour. Yeah. And we're like, all right, and, well, who's and, it going to be? And we get a twist. We have two bachelorettes for two different seasons. We have Michelle. Look at her. Shout out. We also have Katie. And Katie, here's what here's uh. here's what I've seen. So Katie's gonna be is gonna be filmed first, right? Because Michelle doesn't want to leave her students for the end of the semester. I get that. So she's, she's gonna do over the summer. So she's gonna do over the summer. Respect. Very respectable. So so apparently, what's gonna happen is they're gonna film Katie's season, then Paradise, then Michelle's. Okay. So we do get Paradise. Praise God. Nice, nice. But nice. anyway, so big fan of the Michelle pitch. Not a fan at all of the Katie pick. Katie season going to be interesting. It's going to be rough. I don't know if I can watch it. <laughs> I don't know. Granted, I, we have this podcast that you know we we have to do. So hey, only one person's allowed a week is allowed not to watch it, and I I take dibs most of those weeks. Dang. All right. So fair enough. So yeah, man, what a season. What a season. Matt James started out as a phenomenal guy, continued as a phenomenal guy. We were wondering what his issue was. Guess what? His issue was the fact that he had no earthly idea how to separate, you know, what his father has done or has, you know, lack of done been a part of his life, um, and how, you know, he is not that guy. So I guess He's not a murderer. No. He's not. You know, he has no sort of uh, controversial. He has commitment issues. Uh, he has commi- he, the man has commitment issues. <laughs> we found it. Ding, ding, ding. We figured it out. Ding, ding, ding. The man has commitment issues. So, you know, you hate to see it, but it could be worse. It could be worse. So, um, I feel like we – I almost feel like we just wasted all our time watching this for <laughs> however many weeks. So, Josh, I 
Yeah, no, no, no. Fan, like, you, you felt like you wasted your time. I know you did. So Yeah. You've had two weird seasons, brother, but you also picked the pandemic to start watching this. So. No, no, no. You picked the pandemic for me to start watching yeah, this. Yeah, well. Because we launched Goat Entertainment, and you were like, we got we to gotta do the Bachelor podcast. And I said, uh, I against my better judgment, I said, okay. So Hey, it is what but it hey, is, man. It is what it is. For, All it's, right. it's content. But yeah, so you know what, Josh? Take us home, brother. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Uh, obviously, this is the last episode of The Breakdown for a little while, but we're not going to leave you hanging. We're going to figure something out, and we will let you know on the Instagram. In the time being, don't forget to tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your cousins, everyone, rate us five stars and leave a review. Um, well, that has been it for this this season of The Bachelor. I've been your host, Josh Robinson. Megan D. And I am Nick Borden. As always, thanks for listening.